Welcome back to the Farm Credit Advocates podcast. I'm your host, Jenny Kreischer, Director of Communications at Mid-Atlantic Farm Credit. I think we can all look back at moments of our lives and pinpoint some things that really shaped who we are and who we strive to become. Sometimes it's a person who made that impact, and other times it may have been an experience, like a trip you went on or a particular food you ate. Our guest today is Ashley Nago, ag teacher and FFA advisor at Signal Knob Middle School in Shenandoah County, Virginia. After taking an agricultural education class in middle school and becoming highly involved in FFA, Ashley's life forever changed, and she knew teaching was the right career path for her. After taking a gap year to serve as state president for Virginia FFA, Ashley attended Virginia Tech to pursue her dream. She graduated in 2020 and immediately found her way back into that very same classroom that shaped who she is today with the hopes of doing the same with her bunch of ag students. So let's jump right in. Welcome to the pod, Ashley. Thanks for having me. We appreciate your time. So for those of you in the audience who may not know about you, would you give us a little bit of background, a little bit about maybe where you're from and what your ag experience was like growing up? Of course. When it, when it comes to me sharing my background with people in the agriculture community, at first when they see my last name, Yanego, they're like, you're not from around here, are you? <laughs> and then they're surprised when I tell them, I was like, actually, like I was born and raised in Shenandoah County. Like I've always been here. My family's been here. And so it, it's always been interesting to kind of talk about that. But <laughs> I'm thankful to be in Shenandoah County. And I like I was always aware of agriculture around me in terms of every kid knows that a cow moves. Um, and in, in Shenandoah County, we have tons of fields around us as well. So I've just been used to or accustomed to agriculture scenery, um, but I didn't really know what it was. So I didn't grow up on a farm or I didn't have any farmer friends either. So I, I, when I took my first agri-science class in sixth grade, um, that's when I started to learn about what that word meant and just gained momentum with that program and an FFA and then fell in love with it because of the people and the relationships. So I'm from Shenandoah County. I don't have an agriculture background, but I love agriculture. I went to Virginia Tech and I'm a first-generation college student and no one in my family really knows what agriculture is, but they listen to all my stories um, and they've enjoyed uh, seeing how it's helped me grow over the time as well. I also do not come from an agricultural background, but here I am working in one of the best industries out there. So it's definitely, definitely eye-opening and I've learned a lot as has my family <laughs> for my similar stories. Oh, yeah. So how was it then, Ashley, that you got involved in FFA? You, you mentioned an agri-science class in sixth grade. Is that kind of what sparked your interest in that? Oh, yeah. Um, I had some family things I had adjusted around the time that I was entering middle school and someone um, that I had come close to, um, like an, an adult in my life, they, they were in FFA. And they said, you have got to take ag class, like you're going to be in FFA. And it was one of those like, they tell you to do it, so you do it. And you're like a 12-year-old that doesn't really know what's going on. <laughs> and so I, I did it and it was the most life-changing experience. And so just from saying yes and doing it, it, it brought me to people who are my best mentors and friends now it just opened my eyes to the world around me and I had fun doing it. It was a fun way to learn um, in the classroom and going on trips with my friends. You know, as a middle schooler, I just thought to myself, like, I'm getting free food, I'm getting free t shirts, and I get to hang out with my friends after school. It's awesome. But then there's those moments in FFA where 
you get recognized for awards and you're like, oh, I guess I did do that. Like I got a service award in middle school and I was like, oh, yeah, I guess that is what I was doing when I was hanging out with my friends. So I got to learn a lot about my community and civility through it. I tell my FA members now and they don't believe me. I'm like, I joined for the food, but I stuck with it for the friends and the community. <laughs> we have many employees across the, the system, farm credit system that are FFA alumni. And I've heard many of them just speak so highly of the program and all of the things that they learned going through FFA. So what are some of the biggest lessons that you learned during your time? I would definitely say relationship building and professionalism. Like as a middle schooler, you start to learn about professionalism, about tucking your shirt in, uh, saying thank you to the judges of, that did your contest, like public speaking at your FFA banquet. So even those little moments as a middle schooler, you start to get exposed to professionalism. Um, and then even when you get in high school, some of the experiences I had, I started to, like with my ag teacher and, and other FFA members, we were advocating on the Hill for agriculture to legislators. Like, so just in high school, we, we went from learning professionalism and leadership and public speaking and now actually applying at that into different ways since we got a little bit older. So my main thing is, is professionalism and it goes such a long way. And I've seen it in my career and, and I know I'm, this is my first year teaching and I've had a lot of other professional experiences in college. And even as I'm teaching now, even as a 22 year old, I would definitely say like, other people admire my professionalism and relationship building ability. And it all comes back to FFA. Um, so definitely, definitely those are, are the biggest skills. So not just learning about agriculture, food, and natural resources, but those life skills for sure. Well, I mentioned earlier before you uh, joined Virginia Tech, you actually took a year to serve as state president of Virginia FFA. What goes along with holding that position? How does that differ kind of from your experience when you were in middle and high school? Oh, I remember it was at Virginia Tech, the state convention, and I had always wanted to be a state officer. It was like I was scouting it out since middle school because you get inspired by the state officers when they come to your school and, and you just want to be one too. And um, there's when you run for state office, there's other students your age about to graduate high school trying for the same opportunity. And you've seen them and grew up with them in FFA. And it's almost like, all right, this is it. We get it or we don't. <laughs> and that kind of leads into what that position is about because I was the state president, but we were very humble in our, in our titles. And we all kind of shared responsibilities in terms of going on chapter visits to meet FFA members, really mingle and influence them, like influence them in the right direction with professionalism, relationship building, leadership. But we also had that advocacy part. Like I, I remember one of my teammates, she had to talk to a school board office about the importance of an agriculture program. And wow. she was like the state reporter. We were even not just mingling with middle schoolers and high schoolers, but we were very much trying to help people understand like, hey, here's why Ag and FFA is important, but also continue to appreciate and respect those who have always supported Ag and FFA because there are a lot of those people out there as well. There's a, a huge range as a state officer that you graduate high school and instantly you, you have this amount of just trust and you have to kind of grow up fast in the sense of like, now you're representing thousands of people. So it's a lot of pressure, but we had a lot of fun doing it. And we had a great leader that led us through that and taught us a lot. And it, it really set us apart professionally when we were done with our gap year as well. 
What an incredible opportunity at such a young age. That's, that's very impressive. So as you mentioned, the gap year, you know, kind of ended, you went then to Virginia Tech. What was it about Virginia Tech that made you decide to go there? I, I went to Penn State. I get the culture. I get it completely. <laughs> so what was it about Virginia Tech that you were like, that's where I need to go? My first time going to Virginia Tech was as an FFA member. I was a seventh or eighth grader, cannot remember, but it was with um, my middle school FFA chapter for state convention. Um, and I remember seeing the hokey bird just dancing. That's the mascot. And I was so psyched. I was excited about it. It was my first time being on a college campus. I'm a first generation college student. And um, my classmates were like, my other FFA members were excited about it too. And I, I just was connected with it in the sense of this is the first college I've ever gone to because of FFA. And a lot of FFA state officers before me and my mentors, like some of my ag teachers had gone there. So I was just influenced in that sense. And I wanted to stay close to home. I was a homebody and my community really was my FFA community. So I didn't want to leave them either. So it was also a comfort thing. But every time I went on a college tour after that, I still loved it every time. So just kind of sticking with FFA and all that. I didn't really pick it for agricultural education. I picked it because of comfort and, uh, but also being okay with that comfort. A lot of people say, oh, you can't grow if you're really comfortable. But I think that if you're intentional, you really can still grow. So I was just intentional about going there. Yeah. From that young experience that they set the bar very high for you, you know, to go and you're just comparing the other schools to that much fun and, and being in that atmosphere. That's hard to beat. Mm-hmm. Um, we mentioned a little bit ago, and, and even prior to the recording here, we talked about the, the amazing teacher that really influenced you, your teacher that you had in middle school, um, that it really inspired you to pursue this career. Can you maybe tell us a little bit about her and, and when you knew that you know teaching was the career path for you? Anyone that's listening to the podcast that has been through an agriculture education program knows that your ag teachers become like a parent or a mentor that you come so close to. And that's what my ag teachers definitely did for me. I get sad when I hear that some students don't have that experience with their FFA advisor, but a lot of places they do have that. And it's because the members spend more time with their advisor sometimes than they do their own parents. Like depending on how involved you are in FFA, you're staying after school almost every single day. You're going on trips throughout the summer, sometimes on the weekends. Um, so you're with them all the time. And my middle school and high school advisors like went the extra mile with me because I had unique home situation and FFA was really my people. Um, they would even sometimes like pick me up for practices and um, help me figure out ways to pay for trips. And it was just the enthusiasm and the compassion and the inclusivity that I felt, even though I wasn't a farmer, I wasn't a farm kid, or I wasn't a normal kid who could who would be an FFA. I just found my place and they accepted me. So it was the enthusiasm for my middle school advisor is always what I credit her to, like just the big smile and always having that excited tone no matter what. And it was my high school advisors who kind of taught me more about like, hey, you can't just do whatever you want. Like you got to earn what you want. And so having both of those together and still talk, I talk with them sometimes daily, especially now that I'm teaching where I went to school and they're still around. 
I, I'm relying on their advice with teaching, but also just in life if I'm still confused about what to do. Because they also supported me throughout my college experience. I look back on what I wanted to do freshman year before I took a gap year, and I wanted to be a forester. <laughs> and oh wow, I, yeah, I, I was all about. I wanted to be outside. And I even shadowed a forester that my high school advisor connected me with. And when I learned about the paperwork you had to do, I did not know anymore. <laughs> um, I was like, I don't want to be in an office. I thought you all got to be outside in the woods. <laughs> um, so when, when I took that gap year and I was hanging out with FFA members like a lot, um, I realized that that's what I enjoyed doing. And I always felt like teaching ag was almost the, the easy choice for me because it was something I... I knew I loved and I knew some things about, but it always circled back. Every time I try to find like, what am I meant to do at teaching always is what it came back to. Well, aside from, you know, earning your degree, what other experiences did you have throughout your time at Virginia Tech that you feel, uh, you know, got you prepared for the, the role you have now? I don't feel that my degree actually prepared me at all for teaching. That's pretty blunt, but... I only had a, a few classes where I felt like I had really learned something I could carry over with me for teaching. Um, and I'm actually still earning some credit hours because I, when the position, my, like my dream position opened up, I was like, I got to apply now. So like I, I'm teaching ag, but I'm, I'm still going to school. So it's not, it didn't really end for me. But my continued involvement with FFA, like when I got to college, I stayed involved facilitating FFA members, stayed involved with the organization, going to banquets for FFA members, going to fundraisers for FFA that's back home in my community. Sometimes like if I was home for the weekend, I would, I would show up at events or I would coach them through public speaking contests. I also became a substitute back home. So I intentionally became a substitute for when I came home for Christmas break from Virginia Tech. So I was pretty intentional about keeping relationships and communication open where I wanted to teach. And that's something I learned from FFA, that relationship building and professionalism. But I, I had a lot of professional experiences in college. I worked with the College of Ag and Life Sciences Communications Department, and I was kind of their social media person for a while. And that was super fun. I got to make videos and um, really make graphics for that social media stuff. But it, it was cool to keep mingling with adults that were in that profession and get to do presentations with them because it helped me exercise that professional side a lot. I always did things at school, like being a tour guide, being in a service organization. I was even in an acapella group. Like I, I did everything oh. I could to stay involved with people. If anyone has been in FA, you'll hear them say they know someone from almost every single state, or they know people who have been in FFA, or they work with people in FFA. You never know where you're going to see people again. So I love to meet as many people as I could just in case, hey, maybe I will see them down the road again and we can reminisce on positive relationships that we had and experiences that we had. So in college, I did a little bit of everything, but that was intentional. And I think it really was my continued involvement with FFA and, and the school system that helped me uh, get the job I have now. One really fun tie-in, I find it to be a pretty fun tie-in between you and, and Farm Credit is that you were actually a recipient of uh, one of our Farm Credit Foundation for Agricultural Advancement Scholarships back in, I believe it was when you were a freshman. Um, so I'm just curious how you learned about that opportunity and what, what was it that made you apply? Oh yeah, I credit Farm Credit for supporting my education holistically. 
being first generation, I had no money saved up. Like no one in my family was talking about it. I didn't really know what to expect other than when I got older in high school, knowing that it was something I had to do. So taking that gap year gave me some time to get a stronger game plan on what to do before college. So during my gap year, I had just found the scholarship on social media. Like Virginia Tech was holding my acceptance. So I was already accepted to Virginia Tech for agricultural sciences. Um, And so I I would just start the next year. I applied to this scholarship um, and I got the call saying that I had gotten it while I was at a state parliamentary procedure contest with FFA members. It was a weird number. I was like, this is not, I don't know if this is spam or not. And I answered it the best news ever. And my ag teacher was there. So I could tell him that I had gotten that scholarship. And I think he was one of my letters of rec. So it was cool that I was still in a space where my supporters were there and a new supporter had entered my life, which was farm credit. And even today, I just got a farm credit scholarship recently this year to help me continue with some classes to be an ag teacher. So during that time, when I got that scholarship, I said, well, I want to be an ag teacher or a lobbyist. And then I clearly went the ag teacher route and kind of gave up on (laughs) on living on Capitol Hill or around there. But it, it's cool to, to still be involved in even now in Shenandoah County, knowing uh, on some of the committees that I work with, with Farm Bureau, some of those people work with Farm Credit or they know someone with Farm Credit. So Farm Credit's also around in my community as well. Oh, that's awesome to hear. Well, kind of bringing it back a little bit to what you're doing currently and your experience as a student, why do you feel ag education is important uh, in the public school system? or any school system, why the youth should be learning about it. Even when I talk to veteran teachers in my building who have been teaching for over 20 years, um, some of them are, are now about to retire and they were my teachers. They credit our program still, Ag Ed and FFA, about how it develops our students and it makes them hopeful for the future because they see the skills our students are learning. Like they're learning how to respect and talk to adults and their peers. And they, they also start to develop that understanding of what's not okay when you interact with the world around you and what is okay. So our students are learning life skills. Um, I taught my students last week about soils and natural resources. So now they're becoming more aware of their involvement in, in the literal world around them, not just how I act, but how my actions can affect the earth. We're making them more aware about natural resources and food around them. So I'm not trying to make all of my middle schoolers become mechanics by doing woodworking in the shop, but some of the skills that they're learning is definitely applicable to so many other things that they could become involved with. And definitely as a student and as a state officer, it seemed really fun and easy to be an ag teacher. (laughs) My ag teachers had a lot of fun with it. They made it look super easy. And as a state officer, I had a lot of fun. Um, I do have fun as a teacher now, but I called all my ag teachers and I said, I'm kind of mad at you all for making this work. Because <laughs> it is so hard to juggle so many different students and FFA and also trying to continue the support for the program. Because we, 
we're still battling it every year, trying to, to, to prove that our program matters. And I try to get more production ag opportunities or more technology opportunities, but trying to find the money to bring that to our students. So our students are humble. They don't know what opportunities we could have because you try your best to give them what you have. But the support that we have and the potential to have greater support can only bring better opportunities for our students to become functioning adults in society. The FFA creed talks a lot about leadership and respect. And the the creed is, is something that was written in 1930, and it has never changed because it talks about values in agriculture and in life that are still so true to the development of a person. And one of them is talking about leadership from yourself and respect from others. And a lot of our students are, for some reason, becoming removed from some of those points. And if they're just sitting in classes learning curriculum, well, they still need to learn leadership and respect and learn more about themselves and how they can do those things. So I hope that they become diligent in their work and and learn those two skills. And I think what they'll realize is when you graduate high school or even college or skills school, whatever you end up doing, the people you'll want to work with that are respectful and leaders are likely in the agriculture industry, or they had somewhere along the line been in an ag class or been an FFA. We have skills that are really rooted in a positive society and within civility. So I hope that they choose those communities that teach them respect and leadership. One thing we talk a lot about at Farm Credit is kind of like the ag education piece of it, you know, with consumers, especially more and more people these days are very curious about where their food comes from, how it's grown. You know, the local movement is, I mean, it's, it's just taken over, especially as of late, as we're, you know, navigating this pandemic. What is something that you wish people knew about the ag industry? I used to wish that people knew about how hard it was for farmers to really start from whether it's seed to what ends up on your table, just just the work that goes into agriculture. But now as a teacher and, and working with farmers, I feel that I, I wish people knew that it's a two-way street. Like we need the support from consumers and communities um, and we need a common understanding. And I hear students who are trying to get an understanding or a grip on agriculture and they don't know the difference between organic or not organic. Or there's viral videos on social media that talks about vegan people being bad or negative. And there's two sides to agriculture. Like someone who's vegan, they still use agriculture in their daily life. They just have a different diet. Or someone who chooses to eat a different way or shop a different way. Like agriculture is everywhere. It's not just for certain people. So just creating that understanding and being like, hey, we just have to be supportive for our industry if we're going to keep going. No matter what you support, we just have to support agriculture in general. Like It's kind of your choice as a consumer about what you want to do, but we need agriculture regardless. If you were asked to give advice to a young aspiring teacher, what is it that you would tell them? No, this is only my first year teaching. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like I have been here for a long time in the best way possible. Um, But when I see former FFA members that I remember being around. Now they're becoming ag teachers as well, or they were my peers in other fields or other 
things that we had done together, I just tell them good luck. Like I'm like, you just have to roll with the punches. And something that my high school advisor told me, he said, you know, a lot of stuff they don't teach you in college. They they just they can't. It's something you learn as you experience it. And and that's the highlight of organizations like Ag and SSA is you have to physically go through an experience and be able to make those decisions and and just kind of see how it turns out. There's no rule book on how to do this and you just have to kind of create your own. Um, so that's the most exciting part is that you you kind of get to make a program or make your career what you want it to be. But that's also the scary part sometimes. Um, so really good luck and just stick with it. <laughs> Well, I've really appreciated talking to you, Ashley. This has been so much fun. I have one more question before we wrap up here. And this is one that we ask all of our guests. And that is, what is it that you advocate for in agriculture? I advocate for supporting agriculture education because it really, we got to start with youth and they're going to grow up into adults that either know information about agriculture and natural resources or they won't. I constantly am advocating for support, whether it's monetary, your talent, or just your time into those educational programs like FFA and 4-H. That's a great way to end, Ashley. Thank you so, so much for your time today. Thank you. And I want to thank everyone who tuned in. If you liked this episode, please rate, review, subscribe, and share this with a friend. You can head over to mafc.com slash podcast to get all of the notes from today's episode and subscribe to email alerts to be told when new episodes are going to drop. And if you have any topic or guest suggestions, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at podcast at mafc.com. Thanks everyone so much and keep on advocating.